0: You know, as we talk about the thousands coming into this border, just kind of jumping into Canada, um, this this next headline caught my eye because while the government does nothing to stop the flow of those people, we're, we hear stories about established refugee claimants being sent back. We had a story last week of a family from Colombia that were being sent back after seven years here. And now we've got the Palfi family in Hamilton that are being threatened to be sent back. They've been on a refugee claim here. For seven years, they came from Hungary. And the claim was made on the basis that they were uh, fleeing a severely violent domestic situation at the hands of the woman's husband, -husband, ex-husband, and the boy's biological father. And the family's original hearing with Canada's Immigration and Refugee Board started back in November uh, 2012. But then, of course, as we hear so often, it just languished and languished and languished for six years. And so in all that time, this Hungarian family has become part of the community. Mom and her new husband, stepdad, good jobs managing buildings. The teen boys are thriving at a Hamilton High School. Their mom, Elizabeth, holds a Ph.D., was a professor in Budapest. Her husband is an engineer. And the kids, they do community service. These are the success stories that we want, and yet... They just found out last year after waiting all these years that they're hearing and that their claim has been rejected and they've been told they've got to go immediately. They join us now. Elizabeth and her lawyer Lauren join me now to discuss this. Thank you so much, both of you, for uh, this conversation.
1: Thank you for inviting us.
0: Elizabeth, Thank let me start let me start with you on this. Um How has this affected your family? I mean, you have been in Hamilton and called Hamilton home uh, for seven years, so you've obviously got roots in the community. What has this been like for you?
2: Uh, You mean the situation, the removal order? Yeah, I mean, the
0: fact that you've been told you've got to go.
2: Yes. Um, When we arrived, my boys were 8 and 10 years old, and um, we didn't speak English at all, and uh, We came with three suitcases only, and we lived in a shelter, and slowly we built up uh, our connections, friends. We found our first home, which is not easy in Canada if you have no Canadian credit, if you are not Canadian or you don't have anyone that you know my boys uh, started to develop uh, their english knowledge and uh, by the end of grade eight my older son got the principals of art they were always excellent my youngest son was very talented uh, almost so you can call him a gifted child in math and uh, and uh, now their canada is their home the english knowledge and anything that you can learn in school is stronger than in Hungarian that they have never learned. So this is our home. This is our hometown. Uh, The community, we try to build up uh, our future. The community helps us, and we try to give it back what we got from the Canadian people at the beginning. We lived on on food banks Mm -hmm. and, and social assistance, and now my boys are helping in church to collect food for food poor people like food drives and they did 9000 pounds this year if i am right
0: not not uh, not a shabby accomplishment for sure your situation in hungary was one of of violence domestic violence if you yes. are forced to go back are you concerned about your safety yes please yes And so why is it, because I think, you know, and I'll play devil's advocate, a lot of people would say, well, you're not fleeing a war zone. You're not fleeing, you know, some situation of desperation and starvation. Uh, You're in Hungary. Certainly they have police there that could help you. What would you say to them?
2: Uh, It's a different uh, (laughs) word there. Uh, That's a different country with different uh, law system, with different habits. Uh, um, Basically... We used to say that uh, violence in family is like a uh, heritage in Hungary. Yeah. <laughs> in Hungary. So, like, um, uh, there are lots of uh, legal issues with it. Like, uh, even though Hungary is part of the European countries and they're supposed to follow everything which is common with with the european union they're still unable to these de- deal with this type of problems for example they have no shelters for you they cannot hide you especially in my position uh, when uh, you are a famous person and my ex-husband was um, on his own a famous person in this uh, situation you know when everybody knows you it's it's very hard to 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 hide or to protect your family from somebody.
0: So, if you go back, and, you know, if you have to go back, are you are you scared that something will happen to you and your boys? Yes,
2: please. Yes, I am. I am still concerned about it. I cannot tell you for sure, but in the seven last seven years, uh, might you have some knowledge about uh, how Hungary is dealing with issues and problems and. Uh, And uh, it wasn't getting better. That turned on my case worse than it was,
0: Mr. Waldman. Let me bring you into this conversation because you are the lawyer dealing with this uh, situation. You know, seven years is an awful long time to let a family um, languish. You know, And, and here we've got a case where you've got a family that came here on you know a refugee claim. They've done everything by the book that they were supposed to do, and their case is kind of dragged through for years and years. Meantime, they've put roots into the community, they've done everything you're supposed to do, get jobs, be educated, give back, and and yet the claim is then denied.
1: Yeah, I think this is really an outrageous situation. Unfortunately, what happened was the uh, government, uh, the Harper government in 2012, changed the law to try and make the immigration refugee process more efficient. So people like Elizabeth... Who had made claims before that they they were just left to uh, to linger because there was no funding for the there were thirty five thousand people whose claims were left to linger, and they didn't process them. So people like Elizabeth were allowed to stay. they were here legally, they settled, the kids went to school. It's, I mean think the situation now for the for the two boys. I mean they've been educated in Canada. Their English is far better than their Hungarian. They won't be able to go go back and fit into a school in Hungary after seven years in the, in Canada learning in English. They're exceptional students. One of them is uh, shortlisted for for a huge scholarship at the University of Toronto. I mean, they're, they're they're unbelievable boys. They've been here for seven years. They're completely innocent. You know, there, it was it was their parents who decided to come to Canada, and the parents made a refugee claim. And they had a right to expect that the claim would be decided within one or two years but yet the file was left to sit for seven and the problem is now they're deporting them before they were given an opportunity to have someone look at their file and say hey well look maybe we the immigration judge didn't accept that they're refugees but they've been here for seven years they've been good citizens they've contributed to the community and on humanitarian grounds especially taking into account the two young men Will suffer greatly if they have to go back on humanitarian grounds. We should allow them to stay, but they're deporting them before they get the opportunity to have their case uh, on humanitarian grounds decided. And that's what's so offensive, given that they were allowed to stay for seven years, and now no one, through no fault of their own, Mm -hmm. and now no Mm -hmm. one's giving them the opportunity to have their case assessed on the fact that they they so successfully established themselves during that seven-year period.
0: We had a case uh, just a few days ago of a family in Colombia, kind of the same situation, where they were here for seven years, then told all of a sudden they've got to fly out and go away. They've been rejected. And the government did reverse course. But, you know, we've got people flowing in, uh, Mr. Waldman, across the border. They're jumping the queue. They are breaking the rules, and they are allowed to come in. And I look at, you know, Elizabeth and her family, and I say, okay, we don't have room for everybody, but these are the kinds of people we want where they do things by the book, they follow the system, them. They're successful, they're educated, they're giving back. These are the success stories we should be nurturing, no?
1: Absolutely. You know, the people who cross, the, the government's now finally understood that you can't allow someone to make a refugee claim and wait for seven years. So the government seems to be re, you know, diverting its resources so that the people who cross from the U.S. into Canada. Their claims are going to be decided quickly, because the problem is, in cases like Elizabeth, if people are allowed to stay for six or seven years, it's cruel yeah. after such a long time to tell them they have to leave, so the Colombian family, but believe me, uh, Elizabeth's story is not the only one. I have another case I'm dealing with, uh, from people from Central America, uh, I, you know, we're getting people in my office uh, two or three times a week. People have been here seven, eight, nine years, we have one person who's been here 20 years, I mean the government let these people stay didn't take any steps to to deport them or decide their case and now they're telling them to leave it's not acceptable the government's to blame for allowing these cases to linger and they should at minimum give the people an opportunity to have their case assessed and that's all we're asking for elizabeth we're asking the immigration officer to not deport elizabeth and her family until an officer decides whether on humanitarian grounds they should be allowed to stay.
0: Okay, so in the criminal system, though, M- Mr. Waldman, we have uh, a court ruling that just came uh, out last year with the manners, uh, um, Regina sure. versus manners. I mean, there, there is now cases being thrown out all the time because they don't get in front of a judge quickly enough. How come, these, how come this doesn't apply when it comes to the immigration system where there's got to be a statute of limitation?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting that you said that because certainly we've made that argument. And I've uh, argued some cases successfully, but in an immigration context, the cases say that a delay isn't enough. You have to you have to show prejudice. So in a case like Elizabeth, we would have to show that because of the delay, they weren't. She wasn't able to properly present her case, and there's some impact on the fairness of the process. So. Um, that's just the way the jur- jurisprudence has developed. In a criminal context, there's an assumption that if you're if you're charged and you don't get a, fair, a hearing in a reasonable time, that's prejudicial because it's your reputation in the community is affected by the fact that you're charged uh, charged with a crime. In immigration law, that you need to show that you suffered some kind of serious prejudice from the delay. Right. Uh, I was in Elizabeth's counsel at the time, so I don't really know if that kind of argument could have been made, but it wasn't made as, uh, in her case before the Refugee Board.
0: Elizabeth, what is next for you? I know that you've been told, um, you know, you've been ordered to go immediately. So what happens next? Do you have to get plane tickets? What's going on now?
2: Uh, tomorrow... Uh... We are going to meet uh, with the CBSE officer that we previously met, and he will tell us possibly what is the next step. Um, he told us that possibly we will get our passport and airplane tickets ready uh, for the beginning of February, or the very beginning, as he mentioned, because um, he told us that that's a reasonable time frame um, that he, he was basically generous in this way because um, he told us that my Adam could finish and Martin the first semester. So we're going to see uh, what's going to happen uh, tomorrow. I wouldn't be alone uh, from Mr. Wadman's office. There is going to be my personal uh, lawyer, mm-hmm. Joanna Berry, uh, with us. And uh, I think, uh, you know, I... <laughs> I am a person who follows the the laws and the rules, and and, um, we will um, basically work with this. what he will tell us. Hopefully that can be stopped. It's it's not my, you know, it's uh, on Mr. Lorne Wallman's office now, but absolutely we will follow everything that the officer will tell us.
0: Mr. Waldman, what are the chances that Elizabeth and her family can reverse this? I think we've
1: got a a reasonably good chance. Uh, There's a a very compelling humanitarian case, and we're just going to tell the judge, uh, because ultimately it would be a federal court judge who's going to decide this, we'll just tell the judge, look, after a seven-year delay, they should have an opportunity to have their humanitarian Mm -hmm. case decided. And uh, I think there's a good chance that we'll we'll get this day, but obviously there's no guarantee. Uh, It depends on a lot of factors, but we're going to give it our best effort for sure, because we strongly, strongly believe that Elizabeth and her family should be allowed to stay, that they've been treated unfairly.
0: Well, I've never been accused of being a bleeding heart, but when I see cases like this that just simply don't make any sense, given the absolute, you know, the, the atrocities going on right now in this country, of people breaking the rules and, and getting rewarded for it, uh, Elizabeth, I certainly hope for you and your family that uh, that we see a reversal on this and we'll continue following your journey. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you very much for Thank you your too. support
0: thank you we will continue to follow that journey it doesn't make any sense to me these are the people you want people that become part of the community give back they've got lots to offer eh six seven years languishing in a system that is so bloody broken anyway uh the good news is Lauren Waldman uh, Waldman is one of the is a very good very good immigration lawyer so uh maybe luck will be on her side and her family's side we'll keep watching that Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.